Welcome in, everybody. What's new at the zoo with Jim Bartu? <laughs> I know, I'm going to say that every time because I like the way it sounds. I guess it'll, it'll take a little getting used to. But we'll go with it for now. I'm Devin O'Day. And guess who he is? I'm Jim Bartu. <laughs> We're here at the zoo and the kangaroo kickabout, and it is such a beautiful day. And it's always a beautiful day at the zoo. It's, in it, its own it is. Way. It's, every day is a beautiful day at the zoo. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to talk about all the new things. And let's start out with one of my favorite new installations, Dino Trek. Dino Trek is back again this year. Um, it's, uh, it's bigger than we've ever had it before. Uh, the animals are bigger than ever before. We've got a brachiosaur that's well over 20 feet um, that you can see now. Plus, we got the T-Rexes back. Um, but it's a beautiful trail that you can walk through. More than 20 different animatronic dinosaurs. And I have to say... They're animatronic dinosaurs. These are not real dinosaurs. They're actually <laughs> animatronic dinosaurs. We don't want you showing up to the zoo demanding to see the real dinosaurs that, that Jim and Devin talked about on uh, Main Street Media, because that's not, <laughs> they're not real. They're animatronic dinosaurs, but they look real, they move, they hiss, they spit at you, some of them, so I be know. careful. They will spit water at you, um, so be careful while you're walking those trails. There's a little warning sign that says, Danger, spitting dinosaur. <laughs> so you, you kind of know it's give coming. Give you plenty of warning so you can sidestep the spitting or just bathe right in it if you want. Yeah, take a shower. On those particular hot days, <laughs> you might want to like go, okay, come on, bring it. Just going to hang out here with a spitting dinosaur for a while. <laughs> well, let's, um, you know, I, I got to visit some of them and I've got some really great up close and wonderful interactions with some of these dinosaurs because they all talk to you. They do. They talk to you a, a little bit. They don't speak um, English, so you have to learn a little bit of dinosaur. Um, there's both dinosaur English. That's right, and the, and it's divided into sub sub uh, languages. There's a carnivore speak, and then there's an herbivore speak. So it's a predator speak and a prey speak, so to speak. One of my favorite ones is the Triceratops, because they have Triceratops puppies. It's yeah, a little, family. little babies. Is it pups? Is it pups? I don't know. I mean, they, just, they, they look like little Pocket. little Triceratops puppies. We've got, I've got people off stage that are, that are <laughs> checking on that right now. We'll get back to you on that. Well, there are some wonderful things happening for grown-ups. Let's talk a little bit about the SIPs for, is it, is it species or species? Species, SIPs for Species, um, and that's happening on April 28th. Um, this is a new event for us. Uh, it's actually taking the place of Red, White, and Zoo, which happened in, mm -hmm. in late July, and we're, we're moving it back to, um, to late April, which is a beautiful time to be outside. So it's called SIPs for Species. Um, it's an evening adults-only event. It takes place after hours. It's a separate ticketed event. Um, and here you can sample more than 30 different kinds of beverages from area local oh, wow. beverage purveyors, people that um, serve different drinks. You can try lots of different drinks mm -hmm. while you're out here. We're going to have local food trucks out here. We'll have live entertainment. Mm -hmm. And of course, up close encounters with animals. We have oh. ambassador animals that we bring out on the pathway so you can kind of oh, get wow. to meet them and get to know them. Yeah, it's a great event. Um, starts at about 6.30 at night, runs till like mm -hmm. 9.30. So it's a great way to get out and There'll be a lot of keepers out there that will talk to you a lot about the conservation work that the zoo does. A lot of people don't know that oh, we actually this. get involved with mm -hmm. a lots of conservation 
all around the world and right here in our own backyard. So they'll be able to tell you a lot about that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really the point of it, is, is mm -hmm. for people to be able to come out, have a good time, socialize, learn a little bit about the zoo's conservation yeah. work, and walk away knowing that they're helping with that because a portion of those proceeds are gonna go towards conservation, actually go mm -hmm. towards helping the zoo's conservation work. I mean, since I've been around this zoo, I mean, you've helped a lot with giraffes. Yep. You've helped with, with what are the, and I call them snow leopards, but what, clouded leopards? Clouded leopards, clouded leopards. Yep. yeah. Yep. We're doing a lot of um, anti-poaching work down in Thailand, which is where their oh. native range is down mm -hmm. there. Um, we're working to try to keep giant anteaters in Peru um, off of highways. You know, these ever-expanding oh, wow. highways that are going oh. into the Pantanal. The anteaters wander up on the road and get hit by cars, so we're, we're working with organizations to try to stop that and prevent that. So there's just lots of different work right here in our own backyard. We've got hellbenders that we're working with. We've um, repopulated rivers with alligator snapping turtles and other salamanders and just all different kinds of work that's happening right here at home. I love that, and, and you know what's really interesting, and whether you have children in school or whether you are homeschooling your children, this is a perfect time to bring your kids out because everything that you just talked about and everything here at the zoo has an educational aspect to it. That's right, yeah. It's, I mean, it, we want people to have fun when they come out mm -hmm. here, right? It's animals, nature, and fun. That's what we're all about. Mm -hmm. But during that time, we hope that you also mm -hmm. learn something, that you're inspired to want to learn something. We're trying to create this mm -hmm. culture of understanding of yeah. our natural environment so people will go out, learn more about that stuff, and really help to protect it. That's what we're all about. I, I, that's so important. And the kids, when you teach children this at an early age, it becomes part of their fabric. And this is keeping animals and species alive for future generations. Right, yeah. There are ways that we can work to all live together. There are mm -hmm. paths forward to be able to do that. There mm -hmm. are paths forward for all of this. We just have to take those little steps. Mm -hmm. Here's a great example. Plant um, a native pollinator garden right oh, in yeah. your in your yard bring back the butterflies and the bees mm -hmm. they need food and these giant green lawns that you plant they're beautiful lawns but they don't feed anything there's no mm -hmm. animals that eat on that besides maybe bunnies in the morning <laughs> right right but the pollinator animals can't eat any of that so they have to move on and mm -hmm. over time if everybody does does that they don't have anywhere to go so uh -huh. plant those pollinator gardens that helps out with a lot of that you have something new at the zoo, Jim Bar 2, called a tiger named Anne. We have a new tiger named Anne, new female. She's Anne the with an E. Anne with an E, A-N-N-E, right. She's the smallest of the three, so we also have Felix and Francis that are in that exhibit. <laughs> um, now, you're not going to see all three of them together because cats, in general, don't get along unless it's time to get along if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so they keep them kind of separate and they do rotate them into the exhibit, the exhibit from time to time. If you want to see Anne specifically, you can call ahead and ask if Anne's going to be out on that day. Mm -hmm. um, and you can tell them apart. Um, it's really kind of, some people think it's difficult to tell them apart, mm -hmm. but it's not if you know what to look for. Um, Felix, who's our only male, he's going to be a little bit bigger. He has this rough a little bit oh, bigger okay. rough around, like a mane almost, around mm -hmm. a, around his jowls. So you're kind of kind of look for that. Um, Francis has an H on her cheek. So you're looking for an H mark, and mm -hmm. that would be Francis. And then if it's a big dot on the cheek, that's going to be Anne. So now Isn't you know. Cool. 
When you walk out, you can look at it and go, oh, that's Ann, I know. Yeah. You know it wouldn't be a zoo without tigers. You gotta have them. Lion, gotta, lions and tigers, tigers and bears. And bears. Oh yeah. my! Well, we're two thirds of the way there. We don't have lions yet, but you know, maybe down the road. There is always that. Um, when key, when we talk about animals, we all know we have that at the zoo. But you have a lot of things planted around here. The beautification is great, and I, I just I, I just love all of the different the different installations here have got different plant and vegetations you've got some springtime flowers oh my goodness yeah our horticulture team does mm. a tremendous job um with all of the botanicals that you see around mm. we're not um we we are also blooming this spring with mm. all kinds of things to see and all these things are blooming and you can look at them as you kind of walk around there. The horticulture team also does a really good job making sure that native plants are part of this botanical mix in here oh. because it's very important that we keep that up. So they do a great job planting natives around, but they also plant some things that um, help beautify the areas you're walking around. You get your picture taken in front of them and that kind of stuff. So it's it's beautiful around the zoo right now. Truly, and whether you you have kids or not, I have so many people, and I've told you this, they are giving up gym memberships so they can be a member of the zoo, and they come here and walk around because it's not just a flat walk. I want to tell you that if you think you can just walk around here and not get a workout, you'd be wrong. Yeah, it's about three miles of trails, so if you walk it, you're gonna you're gonna do really well. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get in a good a good walk for the day. Inclines, declines, and it's really, but it's safe. It's nice and even, so you're not worrying about tripping over things. I love how you take care of that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the shows. That's the cool thing. Kids love this, but I love it too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, WildWorks Animal Show is mm -hmm. back. Um, we the the WildWorks Animal Show team have been working to try to get this um, rhinoceros hornbill. Um, that's really going to become the star of the show to fly through uh, the audience. And if you've never seen a rhinoceros hornbill, they're massive birds. They stand about this high, giant wingspans, <laughs> and they're trying to get it to fly right across the audience as part of the show. So you got to come in and see that. But they mm -hmm. also have skunks, they got snakes, they got other birds that are out here. They have a prehensile tail porcupine, which is just the <laughs> cutest thing ever. So there's lots of different things to, the, to see there. And you learn a lot about mm -hmm. these animals. You learn about their habitat. You learn um, what their superpowers are and, and what makes them special. So it's a great way to be able to sit down for 20, 30 minutes, learn a little about mm -hmm. the animals and see something you probably have never seen before. There are some really cool things. And before we go to break, I've got to hear, I did not know you have movies here. We a do. 4D? Yeah. I don't even, well, what is 4D? And we got to stop short of calling it really a movie. It's it's like a it's like a 15 to 20 minute experience, right? Okay. And we have, there are two shows that are playing right now. It's Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. So they, all the Ice Age movies. characters, yes, right? Yes. And then the other one is um, DC League of Super Pets, right? And it's a, another cartoon or a 3D animation thing. But this is 4D, and the fourth D is basically the, um, the feeling that you get while you're there. So you sit in these wow. seats, and the seats poke you in the back and rumble and shake oh, and wow. things like that to make you feel like you're actually in 
uh, the short little film that you're seeing. So it's a great experience. Um, it's one of the many attractions that we have out here. But um, And again, it's air-conditioned, so if it's hot outside in the middle of the summer, it's a nice little respite <laughs> to sit down and watch something as you, as you kind of move through the park. It's one of those that you want your kid to go, again, Mommy, again. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> We're going to sit here all day and watch these over and over again. That's yeah. so great. Well, all of these are included in the zoo membership? Well, membership does include some of that. You have to buy um, an unlimited ride pass to get on a lot of this okay. stuff. Um, so it can be included with it. It's an option for your membership. Yeah, it's like an e-ticket. That's right, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a well worth it upgrade yeah. to your membership. It's incredible. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more coming after break. Uh, there are some really fun experiences here in the Kangaroo Kickabout, and we're going to meet one of your fantastic staff members. But if you want information about the Nashville Zoo, go to NashvilleZoo.org. Get that family membership. It is the least expensive thing you're going to find for your whole family to do all year round. It is a gift all year round. You, you use it twice and it's paid for. Pretty, pretty straightforward. So how about them apples? Get the upgrade, though. NashvilleZoo.org. You're right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you just joined us, what's new at the zoo with Jim Bar too? That's good. <laughs> I'm working on it. I know, I know. I, I just like making the joke. It just sounds so good. You have, you had to be working at a zoo because you alliterate with zoos. I read a lot of Dr. Seuss when I was a kid. <laughs> changed my name accordingly when I took this job. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, Kelly. Wisner is with us, and we're so glad that you've joined our show. Thank you. You look very official. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Tell us what your job is and what does it entail here at the National Zoo? Uh, I'm actually one of the primary keepers here at the Kangaroo Kickabout. So we have uh, three areas in my team, which is the contact team, but I am primary for the kangaroos, so I spend most of my days here with these guys. Kangaroos just seem so cuddly, just seem so cute. <laughs> They're not always that way, are they? No, they are not. Um, we do like to tell people when they come in here they are still wild animals. Um, we also get a lot of, you know, are we allowed to touch mm -hmm. them? And I say yes, and they say, you know, out in Australia they seem so wild, and I'm like, they are in Australia. Mm -hmm. They kind of have learned how it works here. Um, they have their spaces they can get to if they don't want to be touched, mm -hmm. um, and they have their spaces they can get to if they do want to be touched. How big do they get? Because if you go to Australia, I've been to Australia, mm -hmm. and they're like, 800 feet tall. I mean, they look like, you know, amusement park uh -huh. kangaroos. I mean, they're huge. But here, they're, they're smaller. How big do these get? So that is actually the, one of the biggest um, common misconceptions that we get here is, you know, why are they so small? Uh, the kangaroos we're going to see kind of portrayed in movies and on TV mm -hmm. are going to be the big males, uh, male red kangaroos. Yes. They are the biggest species. Um, they can stand over six feet tall when they're standing up. Um, the reason our guys here are not quite as big is because they don't have any competition. So um, we had a breeding male here, and he was taller than me when he stood up, but he's never going to get big and jacked because um, he didn't have any competition. They do that thing. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they just stand in there. They look, yeah. They, yeah, they're, they're always, you know. always jacked. Yeah, yeah. they're big, yeah. <clears throat> these, these are so cute. And what was so amazing is that 
they have different personalities. Some stay away from people. Yes. And some are like, hi, I want to come meet you. Who yes. are you? Yes. So um, the majority of the ones we have here were born and raised here. So they've mm -hmm. been around this kind of exhibit their whole lives. Um, but you still have some animals that are a little more social and want to kind of be mm -hmm. around people and others who would prefer to just stay in the grass and do their own thing. You find that true with um, a lot of animals that you care for, that they almost have individual characteristics a lot like people do? Yes, they definitely have their own personalities. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a beautiful sunny day mm -hmm. and everybody's out and it's yes. just what you do and they're, they're just out. You don't leave the path to go and visit with a kangaroo. Correct, yes. But when they come see you, where are the places? <laughs> Okay, when you go and swim with dolphins, they tell you where to touch the dolphin. Mm -hmm. Where do, the, you know, goats have a place that they like to be touched and where mm -hmm. you don't touch a goat? Yes. What about kangaroos? Do they have an off-limits place? Yes. To bring your kids? Um, we ask people to only touch them on the back, um, never the mm -hmm. face, never the tails or legs. Do you tell oh. them that before they get in here? Yeah, I, I made that mistake. Um, well, I will not do that again. Yeah. I'm wondering. Uh, <laughs> We do have the rules posted, um, and then we always have somebody in here overseeing things and you know giving everybody the lowdown of how it works in here. I want to talk about, because um, if people come into the exhibit right now, they're bound to see a joey, right, in mm -hmm. a pouch. Yes. Maybe it pokes its head out, and joey is a, a baby kangaroo. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that, that life cycle process, you know, the, from birth to the time that they start yep. emerging because a lot of people are not really aware yeah. of how yes. that works. Yeah, so um, kangaroos are actually only pregnant about 30 to 35 days. When the joey is born, it is in incompletely developed, so it's just a head, some hands, and the body. Yeah. Um, and on instinct, it will actually crawl up the outside of the pouch and into the pouch, um, which is a marsupial. It's an animal mm -hmm. that is incompletely developed and then grows right. in a pouch. And when we're um, talking about incompletely developed, we're talking about a jelly an bean. animal about mm -hmm. this big, like a jelly bean yes. with hands. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So it will attach to a nipple in there, and it cannot come off the nipple for 120 days. Um, so that's where it's starting to get all of its nourishment and where it's doing its growing. When they're about five months old, we'll start see them sticking their head out of the pouch, um, or you might see a foot come out or a tail. Uh, when they're about six months old, they can actually hop in and out of the pouch and start developing those strong legs that they're going to be hopping on. Gotcha. Um, at that point, they are fully furred, though, because they do even still have a little bit of trouble thermoregulating. Um, and then usually by eight months, they're too big to go back in the uh, pouch, so mom says you're cut off. Um, gotcha. But she will still nurse them up to anywhere from a year to 15 months or so. And um, from what I understand, kangaroos can have up to three uh, joeys at mm -hmm. any given time. Correct. Explain how that works. So mm -hmm. that is a process called fetal diapause. So when, um, we'll use Mandy, for example, who's been hopping around back mm -hmm. there. Um, so she has Ari in her pouch right now. Okay. As soon as Ari has exited the pouch and is no longer going back in, she can give birth within a couple days. Of uh, an animal wow. that's already in a process yes. inside of her. Yes. She doesn't have to go get pregnant again. Correct. She's already it's pregnant. Already She's there. just holding on to it until it's ready. Yes. Until the wow. pouch is ready. Yes. And then um, if we do have a breeder male, he will actually rebreed her within the couple of days after birth, and that will have that next diapause joey waiting to be born again as soon as the pouch is available. Uh, it's, like a, it's like an Airbnb <laughs> for, for joeys. It's like yes. they're just keeping that pouch yes. full 
and the next one's mm -hmm. lined up. Yes. That's just, that's incredible. It also helps for in the wild, they do live in like deserts and grassland areas. So say, you know, there's not much food around, they can pause that joey's development until the time might be right um, and, to have that joey. And so how long can she keep this joey in this stasis like that well, i would say at least eight months um, because that's about the average time when a joey will no longer go back into the pouch wow um, so right. so imagine you're you're pregnant right but you can pause your pregnancy for eight months before proceeding <laughs> I paused it a long time. <laughs> I gotta ask, what, how, does, how does the guy know? I mean, does not like to leave it a little sock on the door? I mean, does, what does she like? Does, does, what does she do to display? Hey, honey, I'm ready. Um, there are yeah. hormones that come okay. out. Mm -hmm. They can like. Okay. They can sense it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like Axe body spray. Yeah. But for yeah. She puts on extra lipstick. Yeah. Right. Does right. her hair yeah. at night. She, you know. she looks at him in a special way. <laughs> that kangaroo look. Well, I just wondered because that two days, I mean, you got to be on it. The mm -hmm. guy, you know, uh, when you have the guys, do you have to have like one male? Mm -hmm. Yes, so they would fight Good. for dominance over the females if we Who have more than it? one. <laughs> yes. There's one, yes. you know. So Reuben actually was the father to about 40 Joeys here throughout his time here. Let's go Reuben, mm -hmm. you know. But that's, do you have to keep him somewhere else? Or does um, he stay with them all the time? Uh, we can separate if we need to if we don't want him breeding a specific female, but otherwise the group is always together. He's, he's got, he plays the field. Yeah. <laughs> do, do the girls all get along? Do they ever get jealous of each other? No, no. <laughs> they, yeah, they're, they're fine. Do you have some kangaroos that don't particularly like Joey's? You know, because you know, no, there's, there's people question, out yeah. there that just don't like kids. <laughs> we actually do have one. He's not saying that. I, I like kids. <laughs> I, yeah, um, I'm not pointing any fingers. I just don't. <laughs> 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 yes, um, we do have some females that are a little bit lower in the dominance chain yeah. who may pick on the joeys because they can't pick on anybody else. Wow. Okay, so back to the kangaroo kickabout. You got thousands of people that wander through this exhibit yeah. every day. What what is the what is the most common question that you are asked? Can we touch them? Can we pet them? That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, that's generally Nothing about the, the kangaroos themselves. No, we do oh. a 10:30 a.m. chat um, every day, and honestly, I don't think people even want to hear us talk. They just want to come touch they the kangaroo. Wanna, <laughs> I so that's that's the key. 10:30 a.m. keeper chat, and they feed them at that time, so they're all coming over to the pathways <laughs> at that time. So if you can get a good spot at 10:30, get here at nine. Yeah. It's popular. Yeah. This is a popular And they incident. are actually um, up and moving about between 9 and 11 is your best time to come and see them because um, they're going to be the most active at that time. Mm -hmm. And then maybe around 5 o'clock right before we close for the night. And it's not like a typical petting zoo. You don't have like little things you put in a dime and you get out a little handful of feed. You're not feeding no them. No feeding they them. They feed them. Yes. Yeah, I think that if we let the public feed them, they would get to the point where they couldn't hop anymore. They would just <laughs> waddle. Let me feed yeah. some more. Hey, yeah. speaking of being in a place where you can pet wild animals or domesticated animals, you hear from time to time the the, the dryers. There's a right. place, as soon as you leave this area, mm -hmm. there's a place for washing hands. If you're going to be anywhere where there are live animals and you have children, I always say make sure everybody washes their hands and they've made everything 
really safe here at the kangaroo kickabout because if you're going to pet animals, you just wash your hands yep. and dry your hands, and that's yep. what we're hearing right off camera. That's right. Yeah, any of the contact areas that we have mm -hmm. all have um, sanitation stations. It's either going to be water or uh, that sanitation mm -hmm. gel that you can put on your hands to mm -hmm. kind of keep your hands nice and clean. It's always good hygiene to practice that. Yeah. And that's doesn't matter whether it's an animal out here at the zoo or your pet at home. It's always a good idea to wash your hands after you touch animals. Do you know where they've been? No, I'm just <laughs> Especially those cats. Yes. Man, they go everywhere. They do go everywhere. Thank you for your time today, Kelly. Thank you, guys. I got. Where do you go and study kangaroo stuff? I mean, I mean um, to do what you do, I got to know. Where did, what did you study? Uh, I actually have a good degree in marine biology and psychology. I got my start with uh, marine mammals. Mm -hmm. um, and then my kangaroo training has all been on the job here at the Nashville Zoo. So you can, you can start pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Animal sciences. We have a lot of people mm -hmm. ask, hey, look, it's, you know, I, I've been an accountant for the past 30 years and I really want to do something. I want to come and work with animals. You know, how do I... How do I get involved with that? And what I tell them is, well, there's a long line of people that want to do that. It is a very popular career to have, but mm -hmm. in general, um, the people that are hired without any experience usually have a background in some kind of animal study. Um, a lot of them have master's degrees in animal yeah. studies as well that are coming in. It's not just coming off the street and just feeding animals. There's a lot more to it now. There's the, the exhibit upkeep alone, but the keepers have to watch these animals day in and day out. They need to know if there's something happened to these animals or if they get sick or they just don't look well. The keepers are the ones that are going to find that first because they see them every day and they watch that and they know what to look for for that. So it's, oh, it's so an impressive career. Yeah. It is really cool. It's not just a shovel in a bucket. Right. It's just not. It's no. not. There's That's part of it. Yeah. It. Much more to That's it. That's a than big that. part yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> it you know because it happens. Yeah. You know, and you know this is a. I love that you have career openings. Can we talk a little bit about that in the next sure. break? Yeah. Some things that you're doing. Absolutely. And a lot more to come. This is what's new at the zoo. Jim Bartu. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. We'll be right back. really is what's new at the zoo with Jim Bartu. <laughs> That's right, we saved the best for last, right? The, when you drive into the Nashville Zoo, well, first of all, you're going to find some pretty full parking lots. You have a lot of folks coming to the zoo, even in the middle of a work day. Yes, yes, it's that time of year. People love to get outside, um, and they should know that we have construction going on in mm -hmm. our parking lot. Um, we're building a parking garage because we've run out of space horizontally, so now we have to build vertically. And to do that, we have to take up some of our parking. So um, we've lost about half of our parking space. We do have overflow parking and shuttles to kind of get you to where you're going, but we are asking everyone to make your ticket reservations in advance. Secure the time that you want to come in. Give yourself plenty of time to get to the zoo. 
um, so you can park and get in um, and enjoy yourself. Once you're in, you can stay as long as you want to, but we're just asking people to, to let us know, look, I want to come on this day. I'm going to buy my ticket in advance. I'm going to show up at this time. That way we can help regulate parking. That's what helps us kind of get through this. We know it's a, uh, a, a, a bit of an inconvenience for people, mm -hmm. um, but we hope to be over this within the next year. And mm -hmm. when it's done, we're going to have plenty of parking for everybody. And like everything else that's built here, you're going to love the parking garage, too. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be uh, I hate to say parking garages are beautiful, but this one's going to be pretty nice. Well, the excitement starts in the parking lot for kids. You remember when you're a little kid and you showed up at the parking lot of the zoo? Because you could see off in the distance. They're the jumping big, around. Yeah. They can't stand still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the that's my favorite part of the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> they ask what my favorite animal is, and I'm like, oh, three-year-olds. You can't. You can't beat a three-year-old knowing that they're going to the zoo that day. Wow. Mm -hmm. If you have a, a membership, do you need to still make zoo reservations? You do, yes. Okay. We're asking everybody to reserve tickets. Members obviously don't have to pay, but we mm -hmm. do ask you to reserve your time slot to come into the zoo so we can make sure that our parking lot has a space for you so you mm -hmm. can get in and, and enjoy yourself. And when do you know? I mean, there's a sign that I saw that says sold out. Yeah. When do you turn that sign around? What is technically sold out? Um, well, we'll know. Typically, we know in advance when um, we're selling out because we'll see it on those advance tickets and we'll put it up at the front. So if you're driving in and you don't have a reservation for whatever reason, you didn't take this advice or you didn't read the website about mm -hmm. what was happening um, and you see that sold out sh sign, we don't have any more room. You know, we don't have any more room for people. You might be able to find a parking space, and um, and but but if you do, you're likely taking the parking space of someone else who did make a reservation. So, um, we make that decision kind of on a, a case by case basis. But we know what our um, sellout limit is, and if we reach that the day before, the sign will go up at the beginning in the morning. That's why the flow is so good here at the Nashville Zoo. While there, you can, there's always room and there's always flow where you can get to see the animals you came to see or the exhibits that you came to see. If you follow those little, those little helpful tips, that, that really helps. Okay, we're going to talk about something new. You're going to see a little bit of construction inside the zoo. You're almost ready to cut the ribbon on the koi pond. Yes, the koi pond is about to be open. It's over at our Jungle Gym playground, mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be beautiful when it's finished. It's right as you enter there. It's got a beautiful acrylic wall in the front, so you can see under the water and see the koi that are swimming around in that. That's mm -hmm. going to be fantastic, and it's opening up very soon now. I would love to give you a date, but um, I haven't received one yet. So <laughs> as soon as I do, we'll put like, it right up on social. Yeah, Beautiful tiles and, and things like that. Speaking of socials, I saw a new installment of a new leopard, a new black leopard. We do. Yes, we have a new black leopard. Her mm. name is Rosa. Uh, Rosa she, and Anne the tiger. See, I love it. it a lot yeah, of girls. Rosa. Yep. The leopard. She's a, um, she's a, well, we're not supposed to call her a black leopard. We're supposed to call her a... Melanistic leopard. I've got I've got all kinds of support. A melanistic just off leopard. Over here. Melanistic leopard. Yeah, and it it simply means that she's a black leopard. 
<laughs> we can't say black leopard. We're, it's leopard a melanistic noir. leopard. Right. And she's, she's a sweetheart. She came, she did her first checkup at the vet hospital, which, by the way, you can see checkups and treatments and things at the my vet hospital. My favorite part of the zoo. It literally is my favorite part. Yeah, you can walk up and see what's happening. They'll, they'll, you can walk, look through the window and see everything. They also have people there that can answer questions for you if you have any questions about that stuff. So that's fantastic. And, and she's going to go into Leopard Forest, which will open next year. So we're still building that. That's up by the giraffe exhibit. Oh, this is so, so cool. Well, I just... I'm so excited about this new show. Yeah, I know. It's fantastic. But we want to know what everybody else thinks, right? I know. What do you want to see? I mean, is there something else you want to see? I mean, I it was my request to be with the roos. The kangaroo kickabout was where I wanted to be first. But there are rhinos. There are bears. Right. Yeah, what do you want to see? What questions do you have? Do you have any questions about the zoo, our future, our past, our whatever it is, anything about the zoo? There are no questions that are bad questions. Um, reach out, let us know what you want, and we'll address them on the show. We, you know, we might even mention your name um, if you answer, uh, if we use your question. We, we could do yeah, that. Yeah, we, yeah, can we can. That, I can love we? that. I love that interaction part. And speaking of interaction, the social media team here at the zoo is incredible. Follow the Nashville Zoo on Instagram and on Facebook too, because it's always good. Twitter, Nashville. TikTok. We got a TikTok channel. What? Oh yeah. We got TikTok, and it's not banned in the United States yet, so you can still watch it. <laughs> yeah, follow along. NashvilleZoo.org is where you get all your tickets and make your ticket reservations ahead of time so you get the right parking spot, right? Yep. Please get your tickets in advance. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us for What's New at the Zoo. <laughs> Thank you, Jim Bartu. <laughs> I had to. Bye, everybody.